Want to become best friends with the single most powerful person in the country? Whether she's a Gucci girl, Prada professional, coach queen, or target trendsetter, we'll untie the purse strings and give you the inside track on today's woman. How to capture her attention, grow her loyalty, and create such enthusiasm about your company or product that she spreads the word with her friends and family. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Purse strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Retan, senior principal at Carmichael Lynch Spong, as she chats with those in the know so your business can grow. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Good afternoon. Welcome to Purse Strings. I'm Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me right here today. You can catch Purse Strings every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. And each and every week, you're going to learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country. The 51% of us feel more than 80% of all the spending. The woman. Well, first up, some insights from Pew. Uh, in, they actually had a study. They call it their Pew Research Center's Internet and American Life Project. You may be familiar with it. They wanted to take a look at Facebook. They voluntarily taken a break from using Facebook for a period of weeks or more. And the reason that they say that they have done this is because they were, well, frankly, too busy, had other demands, not having enough time to spend on the site. That was the largest uh, group of people who said that. Now, others said, mm, not so interested anymore. You know, it's not very compelling. There's too much gossip, too much drama going on. I need a break from it. I'm just spending too much time on the site, and I need to take that break. So those were all the reasons why people have taken a break. Now, one in five adults, about 20%, say that they've used Facebook in the past, but they're done. They're just done. They stopped using the site. They walked away from it. And uh, there was a eclectic group of reasoning behind it. You know, A, gossip was one of the things that came up again. They personally didn't like to fetch, and they're more private, and they just didn't feel like it was the, the best venue for them. Uh, they got tired of listening to anybody else's business, and they got too many communications. And for some of them, it just took too much of their time away. Well, interestingly, and they're finding, or I shouldn't say we, I should say Pew Research Center is finding, that social networking site users are actually checking in more than they ever have before. Um, as recently as 2009, 47% of online adults use social networking sites, 69% now, which is more than half of the entire adult population, is using some type of online social network. And that 1% of them are accessing these sites several times a day. Several times a day. And it's increased from 33% of them um, just back in August of 2011 that say, said that they were checking it several times a day. Those people who are using uh, social networking sites like Facebook are saying they, they check in more frequently than they ever have before. Kind of um, as far as those people who said that Facebook actually has decreased in value for them, um, you know, it's more ages of 18 to 49 are saying that they're abandoning Facebook. So those younger audiences are starting to move away at an increasingly higher rate. So what does that mean for the longevity of Facebook? I guess we'll have to figure it out. But I will tell you this much, women more likely than men to keep on using Facebook. And I guess um, I'm not surprised by that. And if you're a woman, you may not be surprised by that. Uh, we actually still find it a very viable way to communicate. 
So anyway, something to keep your eyes on. So thank you, Pew Research Center, for that. Her profile today is the alpha mom. She's in the Gen Y target. Uh, so, you know, kind of that other group of millennials, another label. We're, we're used to labeling people here on purse strings, uh, but it's the millennial group. These are 1.6 million women. Um, they're college grads. They um, are married, employed full-time. Uh, household income is over $120,000. And they um, consider themselves to be influential trendsetters. They're the, the first among their friends to try new styles. Um, they shop the new stores. And a lot of people look to them for advice on purchasing. They very much are confident and embrace their individualism. They see themselves as just motivated uh, like to take advantage of what life has to offer, but they are always wanting to switch it up, looking for something, but they do value quality, and they are willing to pay more for quality items and top designer goods as well. When it comes to brands, they like I'll be shopping Neiman Marcus. Um, believe it or not, they actually shop Ikea, so not necessarily the price point, I suppose. Uh, Nordstrom's um, a go-to place where they like to shop. When it comes to broad department stores, they're BMW and Volvo and Honda. Um, and designers, Vera Wang is tops as, as is um, Prada and Chanel. So, where can you connect with this alpha woman? Well, she does have a home and she does have a family, so she's consuming all of those kinds of types of media that meet um, her varied interests. So, better homes and gardens and style. Um, Vogue, also, and Time Magazine also pops for this woman. Uh, she's she checks out CNN, so she likes um, her news from CNN and on TLC and HGTV as well. Sites um, CNN.com pops for her there as well as Travelocity and Netflix. So kind of interesting about that alpha mom. My guest for the program today knows a lot about women, um, specifically women who have just had babies or considering having a child. Zidra Minkost is the editorial director of the American at Baby Center, and that means she manages Baby Center in Espanol and supervises four other of its websites, Mexico, Brazil, Canada, and Spain. And you may be familiar with Baby Center's 21st Century Mom Insight Series. I know we featured the findings that series on this program before, but this time we're going to be talking about insights related to the ever-growing, uh, increasingly important Hispanic female segment. So I look forward to speaking with Azidra when we return after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to, shopping. Her Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Have you tried to do CPA conversions using social PPC and failed? <laughs> You're not alone. These days, Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube require true specialists to dominate. <laughs> AimClear, the agency, brings definitive psychographic targeting, bleeding-edge creative, and killer content amplification to the social advertising table. AimClear. This is how you sell with social. Aim clear. This is how you sell with social. Ever wondered how you could have access to your own SEO expert, paid search specialist, or social media wizard? Looking for help with your affiliate, display media, or email marketing? Look no further than the folks at Fang Digital Marketing. 
Fang Digital specializes in both paid and organic search, social media, display, and mobile advertising solutions, and is staffed by industry veterans from Google, Yahoo, and one of the industry's most influential PPC experts. Fang Digital's award-winning staff stays on top of the latest in digital trends and offer tailored solutions so they can audit your progress and build a roadmap to your success. Learn more about their expanding range of full-service strategic marketing solutions at fangdigital.com. That's F-A-N-G digital.com. Looking for a white-label SEO and social platform for your clients? Think eBrands. Free and unlimited SEO audit reports. eBrands. Premium Facebook apps and welcome page creators. eBrands. Twitter management app, analytics, and mobile site generators. eBrands. Let eBrands manage your search and social media campaigns and give you and your clients access to their white-label dashboard, which have great reports that will wow your clients and deliver great ROI and results. Try eBrands for 30 days. Go to eBrandsWithAZ.com or call 1-866-625-5717. That's eBrandsWithAZ for eBrands. Her Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. Welcome back to First Strings. Joining me today is Isidra Minko. She's the director of Americas in Spain Baby Center, and she manages... Uh, Baby Center in Espanol and supervises four other of Baby Center's websites, Mexico, Canada, and Spain. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you very much, Maria, for having me. I'm very excited to have you on. We're a big fan of Baby Center here on Perth. And you have a very, very big job there at Baby Center. Uh, uh, as overseeing Baby Center Espanol, I know you impact the large majority of consumer engagement with the Baby Center brand. It, before we jump into all the details around that, talk, if you would, about your responsibilities specifically. Sure, your sure. Uh, so I launched the Baby Center in Espanol site in 2007, and this is a site that creates uh, remarkably right content for the Spanish-speaking Latina moms in the U.S. and Latin America. And uh, I manage a team of uh, editors, writers, uh, translators, um, medical advisors to create this content. And I also actually launched uh, an area in the babycenter.com website, which is in English, uh, that is called Hispanic Families because there is some content that is culturally specific to Hispanic moms that we wanted to provide as well. So I also manage that area in the English side. And uh, then I hire, recruit, and and, uh, manage the editors of the Baby Center Canada, Baby Center Brazil, Baby Center Spain. Uh, So they are wonderful, wonderful editors creating great content. And what I do with them is really um, help them um, reach the audience in the best way possible. Goodness, that's a lot of website. (laughs) (laughs) It is. A very, very big job, though, but for a very, very big important population. It's, it's no surprise, of course, that you launched Baby Center Espanol back in 2007, you said, and it's because I'm sure you saw, as everyone has, that the Hispanic, Hispanic population has been one of the fastest, if fastest growing demographic in the United States. And as a result, um, Hispanic consumers, specifically women, and their spending habits have you're hugely impacting the overall health and wellness of our national economy. So um, as with any female group, of course, we don't want to fall into trying to treat them as a homogeneous group. So I'm curious, how do you and Baby Center get a clear picture of the Hispanic female consumer that is relevant? 
Mm-hmm. Baby Center is an insights engine. We are really constantly listening to mom so we can serve her better, but also help our clients understand her. We do that in three main ways. One is uh, primary research, so we do a lot of direct service of all our Hispanic moms, and, and typically we will serve it both in BabyCenter in Espanol and in BabyCenter.com. So this allows us to get insights across all acculturation levels, both the Spanish-speaking, recent immigrant, low acculturated that is in BabyCenter in Espanol and also the BabyCenter.com. Um, Hispanic mom user, which is typically very highly acculturated. We also use our 21st Century Mom Panel, which is the largest panel in the U.S. of moms that have um, offered voluntarily to respond to our service. Um, and th- that panel includes over 3,000 U.S. Hispanic moms, both English and Spanish speakers. We also do a lot of active listening in the community. We have a very big community, uh, and we have a proprietary tool, the Baby Center Talk Tracker, which allows us to see what moms are talking about in every stage of their journey. For instance, if we want to know when they start thinking about um, diaper rash ointment for the babies, we can put that into our tool, and that will immediately pop up those conversations in the birth clubs of a particular stage where moms start talking about that type of product. So that's a very useful tool. But we also do a lot of uh, monitoring community activity, posting direct questions to our users, and so we, we do a lot of listening in the community. And of course, uh, last but not least, we also use site analytics to track the mindset and the attitudes of new and expectant Hispanic moms. Yeah, that's, it's that's a, a lot of It's a pretty clear picture after all of that. <laughs> Absolutely. Very robust. And I would imagine a myriad of people having to sift through all those insights to try to come into uh, really actionable kinds of items out of all of that, too. And, you know, as as many women as are out there, there's, there's a variety of different opinions and in different approaches. But I'm sure you see cons- some consistencies across uh, the female population even though it's, it's greatly diverse. We know that. What would you say um, holds true in general about Hispanic women? And then we'll get into more of what, what's, what the differences are. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, of course, as you, as you very well said, it's a very diverse audience. So always the caveat that when you study Hispanic moms, you definitely have to be able to look at them across all acculturation levels because some of the things change a lot and the, the attitudes and the behaviors. But overall, for U.S. Hispanic moms, there are some things that hold true across all acculturation levels. For instance, you, you've heard so many times that Hispanics are very family-oriented, and sometimes, you know, I have have my, my friends who are not Hispanics that will say to me, but what do you mean by that? I love my kids as much as any Hispanic women. Of course you do. I mean, that's not what we mean by family-oriented. But when we looked at the data, we found that Hispanic moms tend to stay at home with their kids in their early infancy years more than non-Hispanic moms, for instance. They also are 68% more likely to eat with extended family at least once a week, more likely than non-Hispanic moms. Hispanic moms are also very social offline and online, and three out of four use social media regularly. Mobile is a huge part of Hispanic moms' life. It's a huge part 
part of every mom. But what we found is in the case of Hispanic moms is that um, mobile is particularly important for shopping. For instance, Hispanic moms overall are 88% more likely than non-Hispanic moms to scan barcodes to compare prices. Mm-hmm. Um, Hispanics are also very, very visual. We we all know that Hispanic and Hispanic moms are not different. Um, spend a lot more time watching video in the internet than no Hispanics. Hispanics overall spend 68% more time watching video in the internet and 20% more time than non-Hispanic whites watching video on their phones. And we see the same type of behavior with Hispanic moms. And let's not forget one thing that differentiates Hispanic moms from non-Hispanic moms is that we love to celebrate. We love to party. Um, We did a service around birthday parties and we found out that Hispanic moms are three times more likely to have parties that last more than two hours. Those mm. invitations of a party from two to five, that's completely uh, weird for, for, for me. Still now, after 20 years in this country, that's something we would never do uh, when we invite to a party. It's just an open invitation, and it might last eight, ten hours, however it goes on. We just like to get together and celebrate. We are also two times more likely to invite more than 15 kids to a kiddie party, a kiddie birthday party. So those recommendations of if your kid is three years old, invite only three kids, that that doesn't work for Hispanic moms. We like to have a lot of kids, a lot of grown-ups, huge parties, huge baby showers. All of the celebrations are typically much bigger for Hispanic moms. We are also two times more likely to have our kids skip an app so that we can keep up celebrating. He can sleep tomorrow. <laughs> We're partying today. You will sleep later. You know, so definitely party is a big part of Hispanic culture. Oh, sounds fun to me. And I'm not yeah. Hispanic, but it sounds very fun to me. Uh, the skipping of the nap, I love that. That's fabulous. We're having a good time. Don't take a nap. Or as we say in, as we say in our household, you can sleep when you're dead. So That's right. Don't, yeah, don't waste it. Um, you mentioned the 21st Century Mom Insight series, and I had come across what you had done around Hispanic mom, and I know you were looking at mealtime and media habits, and you've covered a lot in here when comparing non-Hispanic moms with Hispanic moms. But I'm curious specifically, what other things did you glean from Hispanic moms' shopping habits? You mentioned barcodes and, and using mobile to scan and compare prices. What else did you find? Well, one of the things we found is that Hispanic moms love to shop more than non-Hispanic moms. In fact, 57% overall told us that they love to shop. That's compared to only 30% of non-Hispanic moms who said they love to shop. So that's quite a big difference. But we did see that that uh, love for shopping changes a little bit as they acculturate. It decreases. So the highly acculturated Hispanic mom, only 48% said that they love to shop. Still a lot more than the non-Hispanics with 30%, but definitely less than the less acculturated. And and that's understandable. I mean, for the less acculturated, which may be a new um, immigrant, um, the experience of shopping in the U.S. is like a dream come true. 
they go to these big shops where they can find everything from diapers to gifts for a birthday party. If they have a problem with the product, they can return it and get their money back. The brands that they coveted in the countries of origin, now they are affordable in the United States. It was a lot more expensive in the countries of origin. So I think it's very understandable that this love for shopping is more pronounced in the low acculturated Hispanic mom. Another difference that we found is that shopping for Hispanic moms is often a family activity. They tend to go, you know, with their husband, even with their kids shopping a lot more than non-Hispanics. And also we found that the couple shares more purchasing decisions than non-Hispanics. When we looked at uh, sharing decisions for purchasing, we found that for non-Hispanic families, they share decisions when it's a big ticket item, say like a TV or a refrigerator. While when we saw Hispanic moms, they told us that they actually share every purchase decision with um, their couples, uh, especially for CPG products. So even for, you know, choosing diapers, choosing food for their babies, they are actually sharing a lot of those decisions with their partners. Um, and then, of course, you've heard many times that Hispanics are more loyal to brands. We actually found that that's true for Hispanic moms, um, that uh, they are more loyal to brands, especially when it's uh, heritage brands that they've been around for a long time. Maybe they know them for, from their country of origin, like, for instance, Pampers or, you know, um, uh, Johnson's Baby, these type of brands, Huggies, etc. And uh, uh, it, it decreases slightly with acculturation, this loyalty to brands, but it's definitely higher than it is for non-Hispanic moms. And, and one thing that I found very interesting is the main purchasing criteria for Hispanic moms, and that is a very uh, noticeable difference with non-Hispanic moms, is uh, the expert recommendation. And that holds true across all acculturation levels. So um, for for a Hispanic mom, uh, having an expert recommend a brand and an expert can be uh, a doctor, it can be somebody who has a, a white-collar job, it's very, very important. Um, in fact, we have, uh, and that holds true, you know, we are around this 70% for Hispanic moms, that's compared to only about 35% for non-Hispanic moms that they think that expert recommendation is the most important purchase criteria. Now, as Hispanic moms acculturate, our life gets a lot busier, and so our purchase criteria start to change a little bit. For instance, when you look at the highly acculturated Hispanic moms, all the factors like uh, products that simplify my life or that match my lifestyle become more important also parents' recommendation become more important. But the expert recommendation always stays as one of the top purchasing criteria for Hispanic moms. Oh, that's fascinating. I that was that high. I mean, we always have known that expert recommendation is one one way that, that women get to determining what they're going to purchase, but that 70% rate is really, really large. I am curious overall, have you seen that Hispanic women have curtailed and over the last three to five years, due to the economy at all, have you seen kind of a step back from that, from that love of shopping? 
We have seen that. I mean, we we have seen that, we, well, as you know, the recession has affected Hispanics quite disproportionately, especially in foreclosures and job losses. And even though Hispanic women have always been very value-minded, uh, we see that coupons at sales have become very, very important, even more important to them right now. In fact, it can be a deciding factor for things like which store they choose for a baby registry. So they may have two stores that have similar products, but if one of the stores is offering um, some value, like for instance, uh, whatever hasn't been purchased by your guests, you can come back and you have a 10% discount, that's going to be a big deciding factor for Hispanic moms to choose one store over another. Other things that we know, even for thir- from third-party research, for instance, by the Pew Research Center, they had a study uh, recently that found that um, the birth rate uh, for U.S.-born Latinas has declined considerably from 2007 to 2010. In fact, it has declined more than for any other group. Uh, for immigrant Mexican women, also, it fell 23% in those years as compared to only 8% decrease of the birth rate overall for all the U.S. population. And what the Pew um, Research Center found is that states with the largest economic declines from 2007 to 2008 uh, were actually the most likely to experience this, this fertility decline. So um, that's, that's where we see, you know, the economy really impacting, uh, I think, the Hispanic population. That, that's amazing. Uh, it, I guess it's not really surprising that birth rates would be down, but that is, is a significant uh, amount that it's down, especially knowing how important family is to, to Hispanics and Hispanic women specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to take a quick break, and then, Azita, when we come, we're going to talk a little bit about mealtime and media in the short time that we have left. More from Azita Minkos when Purse Strings returns after the break. Okay, time for something we can all relate to. Shopping. First Strings will be right back after these messages from our advertisers. Oh yeah, my day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use CertifiedKnowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brad Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. Discuss and shape the future of performance marketing in New York City, March 12th to the 13th at the Performance Marketing Insights Conference. Come hear from and talk to other global industry leaders as they share how they're developing new revenue streams, deploying the latest technologies, preparing for increased regulation, and leveraging for the most effective digital advertising channels. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners can save 15% on registration by using the promo code WEBMPMI15. That's WEBMPMI15. For more information and to register today, visit PerformanceMarketingInsights.com. Rise links and web indexes. Take a bow to the largest link map in the world. Majestic SEO. 
Majestic SEO wields its virtual sort with speed and accuracy to deliver detailed reports of your company's link data and that of your competition. Let Majestic SEO make you your own king of internet marketers and join the crusade of clients and agencies that have chosen the noble choice for link intelligence. MajesticSEO.com Maximize ROI to use your time and let Majestic wield its mighty sword. MajesticSEO.com It's good to be king. Purse Strings is back with the inside track on Today's Woman. Here's your host, Maria Retan. I've been chatting today with Azidra Minghos, editorial director of the Americas and Spain at Baby Center, and we've been talking about Salt's at Baby Center's 21st Century Mom Insight Series, the one that was done specifically on Hispanic moms. And we know that time is critically important to Hispanic women. I'm curious, Azidra, what types of, of trends in the food and beverage category are you seeing with Hispanic culture? Sure. Uh, well, you know, food is one of the aspects that are culturized the least uh, for Hispanics, and that's because it's a, a connection to our roots and our culture. Um, so 41% of Hispanic moms overall told us that they eat traditional Hispanic food every single day. And this decreased with acculturation, but still for the highly acculturated, 35% eat Hispanic food every day. So very, very strong um, um, connection with our roots that we don't want to give up no matter how culturated we are. The other thing that we've noticed is that one of the largest differences we saw between Hispanic moms and non-Hispanic moms was the way they prepare meals. 51% of Hispanic moms overall told us they cook their meals entirely from scratch. Mm-hmm. That compares to only 11% of non-Hispanic moms. That's a huge difference, 51% versus 11%. Um, that, again, it changes a bit with acculturation. Um, for instance, for the highly acculturated, only 41% cook all their meals from scratch. But still, 41% versus 11% of non-Hispanic moms. What happens is as Hispanic moms acculturate, again, their life gets busier, our life gets busier, and we tend to buy shortcuts. So we won't buy a whole meal that is prepared. We won't buy a whole lot of frozen pizzas or frozen dinners, but we will buy the frozen vegetables or the prepared sauce that can help us make a meal a little bit quicker to prepare. Mm-hmm. Fascinating that even acculturated 41% still cook from scratch. I, I'm, in, <laughs> I'm in awe of, of them. Uh, you talked a little bit earlier about social and the increasing importance of mobile to Hispanic women. Uh, it comes media in general. Do the, how do they prefer to consume media? It, are they paying attention to, for example, Oh, excuse me, I couldn't hear the last part of your... Uh, yes, I was just curious. How did, What type of media do they prefer to consume? Oh, okay. Uh, well, definitely when, when a woman becomes a mom, both Hispanic or non-Hispanics, um, they lose nine hours of the day because th- those hours are put into taking care of their kids, feeding, changing, putting them to sleep, all of that. So they don't have a whole lot of time to sit down in front of the TV like they did before. So consumption of TV, uh, traditional media like TV and magazines, are one of the things that falls the fastest, both for Hispanic and non-Hispanic moms. In the case of Hispanic moms, 
social is huge for them, and they are 24% more likely to own a smartphone than the general population. Um, and half of them are using social media while watching TV or watching an online video. So they are incredible multitaskers. What we saw is that actually when we compare Hispanic mom versus non-Hispanic moms, they actually multitask more um, than moms overall. For instance, they use social media 51% of the time while doing something else, else like watching movies, TV, or other video, versus 48% of the non-Hispanic. They talk to someone else 53% versus 43% for non-Hispanic moms. They went online on a tablet or mobile phone 49%. Well, compared to 40% for non-Hispanic moms did that. So really, uh, the Hispanic moms are the multitaskers par excellence. They really, really like to be social and connecting all the time while they are doing other things, much more than the non-Hispanic moms. So that's something that is very important for marketers, for instance, to take into account because if you want your message heard, you really have to find Hispanic mom where she is, which is going to be in her mobile phone, um, and, and know that her attention is going to be divided. She's going to be doing two, three things at once, and you need to find a way to talk to her that is going to resonate. Um, and, and just take advantage of the insights that tell you what, what Hispanic moms pay attention to. Um, for instance, one of the things that we found out is that for Hispanic moms, when a brand um, that does charitable contributions, they are much more likely to notice that and to like that than non-Hispanic moms. Um, so, so just know your audience and make sure you reach her in the media that she's using the most and that really captures her attention. Love that. Yeah, it absolutely has to break through if she's um, doing two or three things at the same time and if she's on mobile, which tends to be a small screen as well, it's really going to have to break through. And I appreciate the tip around tying it back to contributions because we know that resonates with all women, but to your point, it sounds like it's even higher Hispanic women, so that's that's a really good point. Azidra, thank you so much for being here. I know you have so much more insight you could share with us if we just had more time, but I appreciate everything you've been able to get in in the last half hour. Thanks for being on the program. Thank you so much for having me, Maria. Pleasure. Absolutely, and thank you to my producer, George, and please join me right here another edition of Purse Strings next Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Until then, make it a great one. This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program as well as our complete library of programs on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.